What should someone do in a laundromat? Don't be so quick to answer. Your host ordered breakfast there. It was a place called... The Laundromat Café in downtown Reykjavik, Iceland. It was Andre's first appointment after landing in Iceland last month. Who he met for breakfast knows a ton about volcanoes. Their recorded conversation is what you'll hear today on Weather Jazz. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, and we're going to spend a lot of time today on earth science and occasionally a whole lot more. Hi, everybody. I'm Andre Bernier, and I'm the host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast. And I'm the senior meteorologist on staff at WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. Well, today's episode, well, we're getting pretty darn close to 600. It's 590 today. And it is Monday, January the 8th, 2024. And for the last month or so, I've had a ton of material from Iceland and my trip there. As you just heard, my first appointment in Iceland was a Saturday in the mid-morning. I met a gentleman whom I've actually had on Weather Jazz in the past. He's originally from Belgium, and his name is Irun. Ever since he was a little boy, he was interested in Iceland and eventually moved there and became an Icelander. By trade, Irun is an excellent photographer, and he has a book out on the first couple of eruptions in the Reykjanes Peninsula. And over that time span, he became quite the expert on how to photograph a volcanic eruption. Now, at the time that we met, we were still waiting for the fourth eruption to occur, and we were both certain that that would probably occur sooner Then later, and of course you all know in hindsight what happened, because on the day of our return, the volcano erupted and gave us quite a show on the way to the airport. You may have remembered seeing some of those pictures in a previous release of Weather Jazz when I returned back from Iceland. Jeroen agreed to meet me at the Laundromat Café. Yes, it's a café whose name is in English, and you may wonder... Why in the world it is called the Laundromat Cafe? It's a beautiful cafe that is on the first level. But in the basement level, underneath the cafe, there is, in fact, a laundromat. So, in essence, if you're hungry, you can go do your laundry and get something to eat on the first floor at virtually any time that they are open. And it's quite a nice laundromat in the basement level, I saw it. And, of course, the cafe itself, as you will see in Weather Jazz episode 590, some of the photographs that I posted, it's a place that has wonderful, wonderful ambiance. And so, as we waited at that stage in the game for the volcano to go off, which eventually it did... Jeroen and I sat down and talked about seismic activity and what is going on in the Reykjanes Peninsula. 
Now, keep that in mind. Again, this is pre-eruption when we had this conversation on Saturday, December 16, 2023. You know, and it's fun to be in Iceland with you today and face-to-face instead of via Zoom. That's fun too, but it's, this is much better. Yeah, it's definitely different. Yeah. It's well, welcome to Weather Jazz. There's a lot going on. You are busy keeping track of what's going on in the Reckonis Peninsula and Grindavik, and you have had some access that maybe a lot of people don't have because you're working for Belgian Press too. So tell, tell me what's going on and what your thoughts are for the next few weeks. Yeah, it's quite incredible to see uh, what happened in the town because the town kind of uh, sank partially into the ground. So we're talking about one meter, 20 centimeters on the first evening where the western part of the town just sank down because of a magma intrusion. Um, and when you go to the town, it's, uh, it's kind of like a movie set at the moment where you see buildings that have been ripped apart, uh, houses that... kind of shifted downwards uh, in one direction Uh, then you have uh, streets that used to be flat that are now hills and it's really really surreal to to see that uh, yeah see that in person because it it's this thing that we've always thought when or at least that I always thought when I grew up is that the ground is this fixed thing that doesn't move uh, and it definitely does move so it's kind of strange to see how this happened in a couple of hours' time. And uh, there are no longer any people living in Grindavik. It's still an empty town right now, isn't it? Yeah, that's correct. So nobody's living there. Uh, nobody's allowed to stay there during a the night. They are allowed to go there during a the day. Uh, I do think that um, the fisheries, they are allowed to have people stay there overnight, but that's about it. Nobody else is allowed to stay. Some of the video that you showed me with your drone showing cracks that are kilometers long in some cases, right? Yeah, that's correct. That's basically what happened is that the town, uh, as we found out now, uh, there's a fault line going through it. And then on the western part of the town, there's another fault line. And the magma that tried to reach the surface and didn't succeed so far uh, came up in between those two fault lines, which then pushed the areas outside of the fault lines away which then caused the land in between to sink. That's kind of what happened. Do you anticipate that Grindavik will ever return back to normal or are they going to have to wait? Uh, I think at the moment they will probably have to wait because the area that was inflating before this happened was in, it has still been inflating and today uh, as we are talking it reached the same level. Um, of course, not the whole town is affected, so I suspect that some people will be able to return, but especially those people whose houses have been horribly damaged, uh, where there is a crack running through it, they will likely have to be relocated, because at some point it's possible that this thing that happened now is going to happen again. Um, so I think as much as people want to return home, I think it's something that... Yeah, they have to consider that if this happens again, what are they going to do and where are people going to go? So maybe it's a, it's a thought to move people by 100, 200 meters to a new area in the town, for example. I'm just speculating here. But it's, um, 
Yeah, I don't think life will ever be the same as it was before. Uh, I think definitely some changes have to be made. I promise not to hold you to this, but I am going to ask you, what do you think is going to happen in terms of an eruption? Is Here we are on, I think, the 16th of December, or yeah, 16th of December, recording this, in a wonderful little cafe, which you're about to tell me about, called the Laundromat Cafe. Uh, but here we are, 16th of December. Will there be an eruption? When will it be and where will it be? I promise I will not hold you to anything because it's anybody's guess, really. Yeah, it's definitely true that it's anybody's guess, but uh, will there be an eruption? Yes, 100% yes. Will it be in the same place as the activity has been now? We don't really know. Um, But it's very unlikely that we will not see an eruption in some shape or form in this area. Um, this intrusion that has already, yeah, basically this magma intrusion, it's a kind of um, path of magma that's trying to reach the surface. This intrusion has already been formed. So if there is a new buildup of magma, which the inflation close to the Blue Lagoon seems to be signifying, if this magma releases again, the most likely scenario is that it will release into the same intrusion, which could be just about the push that it needs to finally reach the surface if that doesn't happen um, geologically speaking it will be a short time until there will be another eruption on on this peninsula Uh, we've had three eruptions in three years Uh, that's three eruptions out of four intrusions that formed it's very likely that this activity will just keep on going for the next 100 to 150 years so yeah we just don't know when it's going to happen, basically. That's, uh, that's kind of... Uh, Jeroen, you've got a wonderful book out from the first uh, three eruptions, and uh, two, or perhaps two... Um, yeah, two oh, just the first one. Uh, and we'll provide a link for that book on weatherjazz.com this episode when it is released. Uh, you also have an Instagram account, so people can follow you there, right? Yeah, exactly. My Instagram is uh, jvn.photo, so P-H-O-T-O. And yeah, that's where I share all my photography and all my videos of the eruptions and much more from Iceland and Greenland. Highly recommended because I think that's where we met when I saw your photos starting to share on Instagram. And I will provide that link uh, on weatherjazz.com. Again, this episode, look for that. And to make sure that you follow Jeroen's uh, photography, especially if there's another eruption, because you'll definitely have some things going on. Now, we're here at the Laundromat Cafe. It's called that in English here in Reykjavik, downtown Reykjavik. Why is it called the Laundromat Cafe? There's actually a laundromat downstairs, so you can actually do your laundry while you're having brunch. And it's a great breakfast. The menu here is really amazing. If I can find the menu online, I'll make sure to post it on weatherjazz.com so people can can see it. If they come to Reykjavik on a uh, uh, perhaps a, a tourism uh, visit, they can come to the Laundromat Cafe for a great breakfast, lunch, or whatever. Yeah, it's a great place. I love coming here. Thank you so much for your time and for meeting us here today. Certainly a busy pre-Christmas 
uh, a holiday weekend. You have some Christmas shopping to do. Your wife has some Christmas shopping to do. So I'm not going to hold you, but to thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thank you. Now, as of this recording, things are beginning to heat up, no pun intended, again in the Reykjanes Peninsula, and we do anticipate the possibility of yet another eruption, a fifth one. Naturally, if that occurs, I'll let you know right here on Weather Jazz, and we'll try to get a guest, maybe even Yeroon, to talk more about that and what he is doing to capture that event. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence. Hey, listen, I had the opportunity this weekend to meet up with somebody who listens to this podcast at a local fast food place called Culver's in Macedonia as I was traveling back home from being on the technical and production crew at Faith Family Church in Stowe. And he mentioned, hey, listen, I listen to your podcast. So I'd like to take this quick opportunity to say thank you to that young listener who enjoys weather jazz. Thank you so much. It's young people like that that help me to spread the word about this podcast. Do you have a question, a topic suggestion, or you simply want to pop in to say hello? I welcome your email, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. Or simply call the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect Line, 234-525-5888. It's available 24-7 to leave me your message. You never know, I may use your contribution on air right here at Weather Jazz. Well, the atmosphere appears to be changing, shifting to a colder one. It'll take several steps to do that. The first step will be ahead of a very strong system. That'll put us in the warm and rainy side on Tuesday, tomorrow. And then we're anticipating a slowly but surely colder pattern. In fact, by the time we get to this weekend, we may be eye-watering, cheek-numbing cold and maybe seeing the setup for what could be an extended pattern where snow begins to pile up here in the Ohio Valley. This is going to be a real interesting period. We'll have Scott Sabalon here pretty soon talking about the climatology and what we're seeing in the medium and long-term trends. So look for that coming soon right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. Jazz Podcast.